A model does what it takes to become famous. A physician falls in love in Russia as the communist revolution takes place. A varied group of passengers travel by liner to Germany. An unemployed writer has to change his ways to keep guardianship of his nephew. And a governess straight out of the convent changes a large Austrian family's life. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 1965. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the sound of music. Hi. Hello, Mego. Hello, Craig. Here we are. Here we are. Here, I mean, here you, there you are. There I am. There is yes. our guest. Yeah, not three to- separate locations. Three separate locations, not together. Soup's fun. Um, because that is not allowed in this country anymore. No. The gathering of people, mm. especially in the city that all three of us live in, we managed to uh, go backwards. It's very wild to me. I'm like, where are these people going to get Corona? There's nowhere to go. Where are these people going? I don't know. Well, so I think part of the problem is, um, you know, I think we did reopen things a little too fast, like bars and indoor dining, but. Uh, it seems like most of the tracing is just people going to people's houses and parties and stuff like that. And there's unfortunately nothing that we can do about that except ask people to please stop doing that. I bought a mask from Kylie Jenner and I'm not ashamed. It's so cute. It hasn't come yet, but I think it's going to be really cute. I'm trying to get back into fashion. Yeah. I mean, fashion without like buttons. I mean, this is kind of always the fashion that was meant for you was like mask mm. fashion. <laughs> I do look so good when half of my face is covered. You yeah. Know? And eventually yeah. when I when the next plague comes or whatever and uh, the sky is covered in darkness. Right. Um, the moon blots out the sun or whatever. I'll look even better because me in yeah, the dark. Hey, how are you doing, Craig? I asked you that before we started and you said and I said, we'll save it for the pod. I'm fine. You know, we passed by, um, as past, as I'm sure I've, we've mentioned before on this podcast, we've now passed my favorite two and a half weeks of the year, mm-hmm. which is when you're for a very brief period of time, very, very, a, a two week period, uh, num- numer- numerically mm-hmm. older than I am one year uh, by one year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, uh, I, my bath, my, uh, my birthday has come and passed. Um, we're both in our Jillian years. Jillian. Um, Jillian. Yeah. I did. I, I will say I feel worse and worse every day. That could be the deterioration of our country and my liver, but right. it could also be that I just am getting old. We've been making a lot of tiki drinks here at the house. Um, I got tiki glasses from both my brother and my wife. Oh, nice. For my birthday and a, a tiki drink book. So I've been I've been buying orgeat. Oh, you told me, yeah. Passion made, fruit syrup, and and you made your own um uh, demerara demerara syrup, right? Mm-hmm. And that I did. was good. Yeah, I want a tiki so, drink. Yeah, I love coconut milk, and so, I did. I haven't been many places, but I did for my anniversary go get uh food at uh, Son of a Gun, and they made me a um, what's it called? Pina colada. Pina coladas are so fucking good. 
Like they are. I'm I'm not a big coconut person. Oh really? So yeah, oh. I don't mind like a coconut rum, like a Malibu with yeah. like some pineapple and orange juice. But I don't like uh, I don't like coconut that much. So I'm not a pina colada person. Well, let's our, let, let's ask our guest about her her drinking proclivities because uh, <laughs> I know she has them. Yeah, she, she's our. Um, sorry, you go ahead. No, please, please, please. Well, she's my best friend. Yeah, so, so bring her in. I thought I would introduce her myself. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> Even though it's usually Craig. Yeah. Um, please at, welcome back to the podcast, Ms. Rachel Lewis. Oh, so happy to be here. There were so many things I wanted to say while you guys were talking. I could I tell, <laughs> which is why I said we got to bring on Rachel. She's about to explode. Oh gosh, you had so many, I, you hit so many things. What, what am I drinking? What am I eating? I got a lot of, I got a lot to say <laughs> for usual here with a lot to say. Um, oh, Rachel. And you even, you did look, you said, I don't want to be videoed for this. Um, but I got to tell you, you look great. I put on a, I put on a shirt with buttons that's and I put good. on a necklace yeah. and I washed my hair and I just put on some gloss. Get it's literally we're not live streaming this, you know. This isn't like going on YouTube or anything. It's literally just Megan and I that can see you. But no, maybe we should. But maybe we should. No. Maybe we should. But I just Megan said at one point you might take a still of me and also oh, I that's true. I don't know. I feel like maybe it's better if I get dressed so it's like real. It's like a real thing. You feel more this professional. Is not like a fake like, yeah, like yeah. I'm not just in pajamas. I'm still in pajama pants, but uh, of course, I mean, let's not be wild. Waist up. I even put a bra on. I don't <gasps> wear a bra a lot, guys. Don't wear a bra oh a lot. Oh my God. Uh, that is, and by the way, on that's for you, that's a big commitment because, yeah, dem today's. So, yes, um, what am I drinking? Well, right now I'm drinking. Um, Gatorade and water mixed because I just did a long walk. So I'm trying to be hydrated. Okay. That's exciting. And then I'm also drinking grapefruit spindrift with lemon wedge. So you've got two, um, you have two different beverages going on. Two non-alcoholic beverages. But for my alcohol intake, which will come later, I'm drinking, you know, Megan, I've really gotten into Corona lights during this <laughs> pandemic. Not sure why. Never drank them prior to in the, the time pandy. of coronavirus. Th this bitch shows up whenever I see her. She's always like got a backpack and she's like, "Hang on, let me pull this out." And is pulling out a fucking Corona light. This I don't know is, what it. It's what is like this? Summer. It's light. It's refreshing. It's also because when I drink hardcore liquor, like I, I started the the pandy making these spicy mezcal drinks, mm. which are great, but you know they're not just. A corona light people. you can't drink it all day um, right. no i can't then sometimes i do a vodka and, and a grapefruit spindrift i'm really into the grapefruit spindrift i get them in bulk now from amazon so i'm living off that <laughs> what i'm living off of see i've been doing i've been doing like a cup we'll be doing it like like margaritas or something and i'll have a couple of those and then i actually have been drinking corona seltzer oh is that their hard wait what? whatever yeah, it's like they're White Claw, truly, um, they're fine. Is it better than a White Claw? I don't love it's a White kinda, Claw. It's kind of, I honestly, like, think they're all the exact same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for me to notice a major difference in any of them. Um, I'll try it. I'll try it. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. I, I will say the, the beginning of the pandy, I was drinking a lot every single day. Mm -hmm. um, now that I'm... Now that we're never escaping 
the pandy. Yeah. I have tried to cut back. Yeah, me too. I definitely yeah. have been cutting back. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. I don't think I have, but a couple months ago, my as like a as like a pre-birthday present, my husband bought me a book called Drinking French, and uh, written by David Leibowitz, who I'm now obsessed with. Um, and he, so he has like all sorts of like cool French cocktails. So I've been trying to make like a different thing. Like every night for apero hour, which is really more of a Italian pronunciation of that. Um, and last night I made a Ginny Germain, which had egg white in it. I love a cocktail with egg white. Like mm. I love a frothy, co- you know, you shake it and then it gets kind of frothy. And I had gin and elderflower liqueur in it and cucumbers muddled. It was delicious. Let me ask you a question, Megan, because um, I feel like, and Rachel, this will be for you as well. Um, because I also love making like a nice cocktail, like- Take we some time. Making, it really like we've been, you know, we've been making margaritas with, you know, agave and mm-hmm. fresh squeezed lime and everything. Um, but do you find um, that w- when you make it and it's taken, you know, like four or five minutes to make the cocktail or longer, obviously, if you're doing like egg whites and stuff, when the cocktail's done like 90 seconds later, are you just super frustrated <laughs> that now you're going to have to go back? Whereas like yeah. if I'm drinking like a whiskey ginger ale. Oh, I'll, that shit can get nursed for an hour or so. Listen, and it took, I can, and it I took can two get seconds to make four of those out of the can. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm listen. I feel like I'm if I'm drinking whiskey ginger, I'm drinking it quickly. <laughs> yeah. Quick, quick to make it easy to drink. If I'm making like my spicy mascara drink where you have to muddle jalapenos and agave and then you do fresh lime and then you like shake it and you add the mezcala and then it's like a little bit of seltzer and it's like this, you know, beautiful mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that I'm making and I drink it, then I have to wait to make it again because the energy that I've yeah. expended in making that. Yeah, that's true. So much that I actually drink slower than whiskey ginger. Which you oh, just pound it. <laughs> it's literally like pour, 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 pour. Drink, poor, 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 drink. (laughs) I think that like, I think the other issue is that Craig, you and I, when we're following, if you're following a recipe for like a fancy drink, they're not meant to be very alcoholic. So it's like, I've been drinking it. Oh yeah. I always have to double. Yeah. I have to double the recipe at least every single time when it's like one and one half ounce of tequila. I'm like, you got to have at least three ounces of tequila in that drink. Like. (laughs) Otherwise, also, what's the point? When you're making it yourself, you make you make it stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bar, yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not being charged. I'm uh, not paying twenty dollars for this bullshit drink. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I fucking would. I would pay upwards of fifty dollars to have a drink at a bar, like chat with the bartender, sit with my friends. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, I would love it. I well, I first I love going there. Oh. I like sitting at the bar mm. i like ordering the drink i, I love, love a cute bartender too mm. drinking the drink mm-hmm. then i order an app then oh. we have another drink oh. I mean, this, these sound like amazing things i right mean now. they're great when I, and listen back in the before times whenever you and i would go out that's the best part about going out with rachel is because it's never just like oh i'm gonna have like a drink and be whatever first of all y- you order the first drink and then immediately rachel's like what are we eating what can we get to eat can we order yes i'm jewish that's what we do got we, it yeah and i appreciate that about you and then it's like well and then you you pretend you go should we get it? and i'm like yeah of course we should get it and you're like, oh, yeah. you know five <laughs> drinks later that we're back at your place having a dance party 
That's all we do. That's all we do is we dance. Uh, That was in the before. Sounds like a Disney movie now. It does, right? Total fantasy. Total fantasy. Should we jump in here and talk about some movies? Yeah, I guess. We've been shooting this shit. 1965, 55 years ago. 55. 55. We had, I had Rachel on. I wanted to have Rachel back on because she's a, she's a breath of fresh and a ray of light. And a delight. And this is a very important year, as we'll get to, for me. And uh, this was an interesting year. Three black and white, two color. Yeah. You guys, this was a slog of a year for me, okay? (laughs) I was like, what am I signed up for? Oh, my goodness. That's so funny because compared to other years, I would disagree. I, like, generally was okay with this year. I mean, I've only done like the more modern years. I haven't right. really trekked back at all. So I know you guys have way more experience yeah. with that. I mean, this was this was a lot for me, guys. So mid sixties. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so I would much. say I would say for me, similarly to Megan, I felt like there was a pretty clear number one for me, but everything else was kind of like there was something I could take from it which hasn't been the case with every single year. Yeah, I think like true. I think there's a clear no there's a cl- clear number 5 and then a clear but not one. like a movie like I hated. It wasn't like like The Sundowners or something like that where I was like I there's absolutely nothing redeemable about this yeah. film. I wish I'd never seen it. The Alamo. Uh, and then there's like yeah, and then there's like three movies in the middle and then there was a clear number 1, but again, definitely had worse years, definitely had better years. Yeah. Yeah, um, it is but let's oh. talk about Darling. Oh, that's the first one I, oh no, that's not the first one I watched, but I did watch it. Yeah. Um, I wrote down a one best original screenplay. What? Uh, I know I was just, cause I went, I was like researching them a little bit more and yeah. I, so I was just curious like what else I mean, here's the thing. We're in a different time. These movies, I felt like a lot of them, there was all these like artsy 60s things. There were also big themes and things that people wanted to say. I was intrigued. The one thing I was intrigued by Darling about is it had the strong female lead of a very Mm -hmm. flawed female character, which I feel like of that time um, was very fascinating. Unfortunately, I did not like her. Yes. (laughs) So I liked Julie Christie. She was great. I did not like the, she was so unlikable um, that it was hard. Her costumes were on point and uh, <laughs> they won best costume design. Cause I was like, oh my God, Julia Christine, every one of these scenes, I was like, yes, yes. I just want to look like that. I was like, should I get bangs? Should I do, should I just go sixties from now on? Should this be my look? Honestly, I, like, I, yes. I thought of you a lot during it because I was like the, the your silhouette by the way is totally 60s yes. and um i just would love to see you with like a little bit of like a french twist beehive i think you would look great i was thinking i was like how do i get that volume yeah that is that's a lot of backcombing for sure yeah. that's a lot of backcombing she is quite stunning in this movie she's stunning i i'm gonna just go through my main points um, it oh. is dated. I'm confused. She is smoking and drinking. I'm pregnant. Wait, is that an abortion? I didn't see the abortion coming. This movie is so bizarre and random. Is there an orgy? Now it looks like there's an orgy. Yikes. He's calling her a whore. Don't like that. 
um, enjoyed that there was, it showed a woman in a different light, but I didn't like that she kept being called a whore. <laughs> they were very into the camera work, very artistic. I want to go to Monsieur Marcel and eat escargot. They're eating a lot of escargot. Um, mm. It's going on forever. Oh my gosh. I like the beginning and I like the end. I wish I didn't have to watch the middle. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Oh, there's a gay man. That's interesting. Oh, she's living with a gay man. Oh, they're on the Amalfi Coast. I want to go there. She is unsettled and unhappy. She is like me during COVID. Wow. Wow. Those are a lot of thoughts. thoughts. Wow. I just thought I'd put them all out there. Wow. Now, I just want to make a quick point because you talked about how you were surprised at one best original screenplay. It should be pointed out this is the only best picture nominee that was even eligible in that category. All the other four movies are adaptations. That's fair. Um, so the other four nominees, I don't think got nominated for like any other Oscars, uh, basically. So this had to get. Also, I mean, yeah. I mean, she says like, Ugh, the most gorgeous Negroes just went upstairs. Right. That that was that was well, all of these have terrible. Well, yeah. 19. I mean, yes. it's hard Although to... I will say they did have a I thought there was a cool social statement in this movie because there's the time where they're at the fundraiser. And right. these oh, people yes. do it like at this fundraiser to help needy people. And they're sitting there smoking cigars and eating and cucumber sandwiches. Yeah. And they have these black children that are basically being used as props. Yeah. Yep. And With I thought that things. was a I thought that was a pretty clear social statement by the filmmaker that yeah. I liked. I like that they made her yeah, they made that world, the world that she wanted to be a part of, uh, so badly, very gross. Mm-hmm. Like the like that party in Paris, which should be, have been fun, right? Like it's like, oh, we're yeah. all like razzing each other, whatever, was like gross. It was like weird and gross. You don't even like it was just mean spirited. They don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? She didn't they didn't even know her and were kind of it, like she rose to the occasion. Well, but it was it, it was a it, like that world. They made that world gross and they made her gross for wanting to be a part of it. Especially I, like when in that moment, like when she's razzing him and like you can tell like she knows like what a fuck boy she's with. Yeah. And yep. yet, and yet she stays with him. Stays like, with him. Doesn't do anything yeah. like. Yeah. Doesn't change it at yeah. all. I, I think. Say, no, oh, I was going to say I did like I kept seeing statements throughout. So I did appreciate they were commenting on what was going on. I like time. that they made her. Yes, I like, and I like, and I like what you said. I like that they made her an anti-hero, and I empathized with her need for attention. However, I wish they had made her almost worse. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I wish that they, she had been more like the social climber aspect to her. It almost felt like she like just kind of kept falling upwards in a right. in a strange way she didn't like set out to do it to do it or whatever and th- th- which is kind of mirroring a little bit her dr zhivago whatever she didn't have like a ton in both movies i feel like she doesn't have a ton of agency yeah. like it, these things just kind of happen to her she doesn't make a ton of decisions and for that i'm a little bit like I, I, if you're gonna if we're gonna see a woman behaving badly I'd like to see her behaving fucking badly and being like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't give a fuck about any of you. I'm I'm in it for me. I want to be at the top. I want this. I want that. And then to go for it. And then either at the end, she is, you know, she's she's unhappy with her decisions and realizes she loved the original guy 
or she's like, here I am, like, look at me now. Like, where do I go from here? Whatever. Either one is fine, but I want to see her push it a little bit more. And she uh-huh. just kind of, the movie, a lot of his, his, her is just like kind of floating from one thing to the next. Yeah, that's that what, I put it was like a series of events <laughs> in some ways because I felt like, what is her drive? Yeah, because there's no I drive. Couldn't, I couldn't tell if she really wanted, I could tell that she was bored and she needed something to happen in her life, but I couldn't tell what her goal was. I, I mean, like mirroring the guy at the end the prince or whatever. I th- I didn't get that she was being a social climber as much as she was bored. Yes. And then she was bored again. And I also wished that, that the love story had, I couldn't tell if she actually did love Robert at one point or not, because I, I couldn't, I, it was very unclear to me what her, yeah, her drive and her goals. Like when you're, you know, writing something, it's like, well, what is, what does she want? Yeah. What do, does she want to not be bored? Does she want to be famous? Does she want to be in love? Does she want to be happy? Does she want to be fulfilled? And she was sort of just floundering. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, is maybe a statement in and of itself that... But not it, a very good movie. It doesn't make no, a very good... I no. mean, I think I think your central character, love them or hate them, you want to know like what they're... You want them to be strong and know what they're kind of going for. And, and especially what bums me out because I'm like, she won the Oscar for this and I think mm-hmm. she's great in it. Like, I think she really like gives everything she's got with, with a character that is very thin. Right. Agreed. And I think, uh, we'll, and we'll talk about this more. I think part of the reason she won the Oscar is, uh, I think she's very good in this. And obviously like Dr. Zhivago was a huge movie and she's the co-lead basically of that as well. Um, so kind of, I'm sure a lot of people voting, it was a mixture of those two performances together. They were like, well, she was also Laura and Dr. Shvago, so I'm voting for both. Um, yeah, I think I agree. There were like, this movie, there's a lot of moments I like more than I like the full tilt of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I particularly liked her uh, screen debut as the titular character yeah. in Jacqueline. <laughs> Um, where she dies before the opening credits. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it cuts from the people being like, the movie's called Jacqueline. And she's like, oh, and what part would I play? And they're like, Jacqueline. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then when she and then when she tells him at the premiere that that's it, and then he's like, you don't, you're not in it anymore? And she's like, well, there was a scene at the end where I'm just the body, but they cut it. <laughs> I like the part when they're in, uh, when she's with her, her, her gay best friend. Again, progressive with yeah. that. And, and then there's the, um, the abortion scene. But they're in, and then they're on the Amalfi Coast and she's lying with a bunch of gay boys. Hello, my gay boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, the timer goes off and they all, they're on their backs and they all flip over onto their fronts to get an even tan. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, I love, I love, I like that stuff. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I think all auditions should still be done in a giant theater with everyone listening just off stage to oh, hear exactly God. what you're going to do. That's that gave me that made my <laughs> palm sweat. I yeah. hated that. Hey, you know what else? I really liked the art at the art show. All that like it was sort of like the uh, I, it was almost a little. um What's his name that they used to have all of this stuff at the top of the Met? 
he also did like he would do sculptures but he'd also do art but like the like the violent oh yeah oh i was like i was like if i was rich i would buy one of those pieces i'd be into that i like it yeah sure sure if i was rich i'd do hey if i was rich i'd do a lot of things did you find that a lot of these dudes the dudes in this in this movie all looked very similar yes Yes. um i I did like like that that we finally we finally got Lawrence Harvey in a movie where it made sense for him to be using his British accent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've done the Alamo on this where he does the British accent as Colonel Travis. And the Manchurian And then candidate. even in a Manchurian candidate, it doesn't really make sense, I guess. He grew up you know, in the I United guess his States. His mother is also British, but like he's a US soldier. So yeah. you keep expecting him not to have a British accent. Um, some people think this movie is sort of a. Uh, a take on Grace Kelly. No, no, that doesn't. Well, I mean, she marries like a prince. Sure, like, but she's, she's like this actress, model, like fashion. Yeah, but I picture figure. Grace Kelly being way more like sort of elegant I, and. Well, of course, we all picture her being elegant, but some <laughs> people think this is like sure, like. <laughs> well, I think the thing about Grace Kelly is that she was a star when she married, like when she married right. the prince. Like that That's was true. she. She left. She had a very successful career and was a star, and then she left to marry to marry the. I mean, yeah, in that sense of like it's similar, and that it's like a it's a you know a young. A beautiful ingenue marrying a prince, but um, I wouldn't want to take that away from. Also, from what I understand, Grace Kelly and Prince Rainier, I want to say is his mm-hmm. name. That's we're very right. much, we're very much in love. Yeah, um, we should all just move to Capri. I think. Oh, Capri, Capri. Although I'll be honest, certain. we went to Capri, and I don't love Capri. I'd much no. rather live on the Amalfi Coast. I want to live on the Amalfi Coast. That's what yeah. this movie made. Like I said, I just want to eat seafood and live on the Amalfi 1, Coast. One thousand percent, and like sit outside and sun myself and drink rosé and eat oysters. One hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's if anything I learned from that movie. It's for sure we all should just move there. Why that's, do we live here? It's so upsetting uh, to me. It's yeah. very upsetting. Do you think her? I don't even know if they did clips back then. If they did clips, it was probably like her like falling out in the car, right? When she tries to like oh, throw yeah. herself out of the car. Out of the car, and, yeah, 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 yeah. They love stuff like that. Yeah. Although she, yeah. no, it's probably the one that where she yells at Lawrence Harvey and is like, "I hate you. He's the only man I ever really loved. You know that." And yeah, I don't know. I don't it take was, and, I don't take whores in ta- taxis. I don't take whores in taxis. Was a great line. I don't know. I I yeah. uh, I don't I, I don't I didn't hate this movie. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but I didn't. I didn't hate I it. Know. I was intrigued half of the time. It was just a. It Her was outfits long. were on. She's yeah. she is stunning and she is so exciting to watch. Yeah. Like I could just watch her just just her when she's thinking or observing. There's a lot of observing. There's a lot of weird camera sixties, uh, cutaways and zoom ins and and just holding on things and music and like in all of these movies yeah. i feel like there was a lot of that weird 60s stuff well, another it's, it's we've talked we kind of have talked about it a bunch but this is all the french new wave kind of influencing other filmmakers so you're seeing like this is sort of british new wave yeah longer um, longer holds yeah um another I, movie where she has great out where she has great outfits dr javago okay hold on we're gonna transition one second I just but did you say, like that transition yeah it was good well you're taking it away from me now <laughs> Uh oh! Uh oh! Craig's coughing. Um, uh, No, what I was gonna say is part of the reason I think I like this movie is, and Megan, you'll get this because you've seen this movie and 
hated this movie more than I did. The first 10 minutes, I was getting real a touch of class vibes. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, this is just going to be a touch of class again. And then it became something more interesting. Yes. So I think that's part of the reason I liked it is because a few minutes in, I was like, oh, good. Ooh, we are in for it. No, I completely yeah. agree with you. I completely, it, was, yeah. it, went in, it went different places that I was not prepared for it to go. And for that, I'm grateful. Even if I yeah. ultimately, at the, the end of the ride, left me cold. Um, at least there was, at least it wasn't a touch of class. George Siegel has say, made some interesting choices in his career. And we're, and we, this is another year of George Siegel and we will yeah. talk about that. He's had quite a career. He yeah. has, he has. Let's transition to Dr. Shivago. Now we live in LA, so I can't be wearing that hat with yeah. the muff and the, um, and the coat, especially the pink one, when the girl Tanya, when that when the young girl gets off the the train and the she's train. wearing yeah the the pink yeah. with the feathers and the whole thing, I'm like, this is a look, and I am here for it. Sure, Russian I mean, chic. This movie, I thought I was gonna like. <laughs> you didn't like this movie. I'm interested in that. I actually really I like this movie. Generally. I did not. I never understood the love story. Well, like, yes. I, so I, I thought I was watching. I thought I was going to watch a love story with the backdrop of this terrible time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I didn't. I. It was so unsatisfying to me. I thought I was going. First of all, I feel like we didn't even see their love stories start to like an hour in no more I, I than it was more than that even more like an hour and a half and i i thought it was going to be this you know one of those where he can't be with her she can't be with him but like he had a wife and a kid who he should have just been with like i did not understand well to me actually the more interesting things in this movie were not the love story which was what was going on historically of the times right yeah, upsetting and fascinating. Yeah. I think it's more infatuation, kind of with her, than love until they, you know, two hours and fifteen minutes into the movie are basically out and you know the away from everybody else together when she's a nurse and he's a doctor on the front lines and he's away from his wife and stuff like that. I, but I mean, I think early on, like early-ish on when he first meets her, he's just sort of infatuated with her, but it's never a uh, we don't really see a love story between the two of them. Well, he doesn't really meet her until they're until they're on the front lines together. He sees her one time at a... Yeah, but that's why I say infatuation, because yeah. I think he's, Interested. he sees her and is immediately kind of drawn in by her. This well, is like stunning. The mo- she's stunning. This is the most <laughs> Russian, so Russian movie, Russian book that ever Russianed, in the sense of it's just like, it's everybody's unhappy everybody's miserable and these are miserable circumstances and the only person yeah. that has any sort of happiness is tanya and so of course she's like sort of like she's shipped off to paris because they're like you're too happy for fucking russia i uh am super interested in the russian revolution i'm like fascinated by it and the rise of bolsheviks the bolsheviks and um and stalin and all of that stuff so like that aspect of it is very is super fascinating to me um and like I'm also just very interested in Russia. Like the 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 way that at the end when she leaves and is like he'll never leave Russia. I'm like that's very <laughs> again that seems very Russian in a in a strain in a way of like suffering for suffering's sake. 
Um, right. I think you're right in that the the it does not deliver on the promise of the premise. The it's the it is it is sort of billed as like a as a sweeping love story, and that's not it. The first half of the movie is fascinating to me. Like me I, too. I split it up. I think I think that first half is much more interesting than this. Way second. more interesting. Well, me that, too. When that when I watched it on Friday and we got it's so fucking long and we'll talk yeah. like this like Omar Sharif. Pick shorter movies between this and Lawrence of Arabia. I don't know what to tell you. Well, hey, no. Hey, da- David Lean. David make Lean. Shorter make shorter movies. <laughs> David Lean. You're great. He's an amazing fucking director, but also. Um, but I think that the the I went to bed at the intermission, which is when Commandant, what uh, comrade, what's his name goes by and it's fucking Pasha. And you're yeah. like, Whole, which great. What an awesome way yeah. to get into the you're like fuck man that's pasha he's alive he's a he's fucking burning villages like this is gonna get because good. can we talk about how um if you hadn't read the book and you're a david lean fan why you definitely think pasha is dead is because when we see pasha get shot they do the shot of his glasses which is the yep. exact same shot he does in lawrence of arabia mm-hmm. as lawrence's goggles yes at the beginning when lawrence at the beginning, runs the when, he, when he dies yeah yeah so You're he's like, basically calling it. back his own filmmaking to be like, this is my thing. When but a then he's like, character dies, I show their glasses. Then he's like, fuck you. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I will say, I agree. I was, I was fascinated with the beginning. Like, like everything you're saying, I was more into the historical time than I was into the love story. And also my only other thing about it. Yes. You're saying it's very Russian, but like none of these people are, everyone's accents are a different accent yes everyone's from a different place no one's actually i just had to like let that go because i was like okay nobody's russian nobody's acting russian everyone's from a different place whatever when you watch a lot of these older movies like that's the first thing that's the thing yeah which i thought was also there was a section where he's writing and when he's in the ice castle, you know, and he's writing again. And I just wrote, watching someone write is very boring. <laughs> I just was like, why are we watching him writing? The uh, other thing is, like, but... I feel like they showed him writing a bunch, but I feel like the thing that does not come through except in, like, the Alec Guinness, like, bookends is that he's a poet. No, not at all. None. You never see him reading his poetry. Yeah. You never hear in voiceover his poetry. At some point I complained about that and Maddie paused the movie and then he read me a poem from Dr. Zhivago, which by the way, there's a lot lost in translation, which is maybe why they didn't do it because right. in Russian, I'm sure it's very beautiful. Yeah. And in English, I'm like, yeah, all right. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, they, they make a big deal of like, he really, he's such a poet. And I, and Omar Sharif, I think really is great casting in that he does, he does have those, like he's, his eyes are wet. 90% of the movie he's yeah. forever just like, like about, to about to cry like constantly <laughs> so I'm like I get that I guess I guess maybe that's like supposed to uh translate to like poet um but yeah yeah they don't hit on that hard enough and yeah. uh and that's half of the movie that's the idea of he's such a romantic now the the wife he Tanya yeah. he mm-hmm. did seem very much in love with in love with I know that's the thing that I was like, I don't listen. I, I love a love story. And so I'm like, then can he just not be in love with her and really be in love with Laura? Because yeah. like this is like, and married her for, for obligation. 
leaves his yeah. pregnant wife and child who he seems very content with to go i i just didn't understand what was happening there also but, at one point i think loris i wrote this down she says it it was an awful time to be alive and i will say it gave me some perspective mm-hmm. about yes. what is currently happening yes because i i was like it could be worse right now it could, it could I mean, be worse see, we could be living see- in soviet russia you definitely see things that like we would never see now, like, you know, like a peaceful protest met by undue government force. Like that is not something we have to worry about. Um, but it was so cold too, you know, it was so cold. Like yeah, it's like then true. the element of the cold on top. Yeah, yeah we don't have, jarring. we don't have cold anymore because of climate yeah. change. So yeah, I guess so you're right. But, that. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. So we, things are looking up. Um, I will say a lot of these movies, since there was a lot of social commentary and things, it, it was jarring and upsetting how times, like exactly what you're saying, granted it could be worse, but yes, the protest and how it was met and other, I'm trying to, there were like other well, things. There were a bunch of weird things with this movie, like Lara, we like, he like first meets her, she's like masked, like, yeah. like you yeah. only see the top yeah. half of her face. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that works up now. Um, speaking of can we talk about Laura's sense of timing? Like way to ruin a moment. Like, you know, Dr. Zhivago's over here trying to get engaged to Tanya and she just has to come and shoot Rod Steiger. And by the way, what terrible aim. Yeah. Get him in (laughs) the hand. Literally right next to him. He's right. And he's like five feet in front of you. Like shoot him in the head. You dumb bitch. I will also say this is an entire Russian revolution over however many like this movie spans what 10 years i i mean and literally the same four or five people coincidentally keep running running into into each each other other. it's a small country i was like this is the coincidence that is written into this movie was that laura sorry not to skip to the end was that her at the end it didn't look like her yeah. It was her. Oh, no, it was her with short hair. Okay. No, I is- actually, I wrote that down too, Rachel. I wrote, wild coincidence running into you out here. <laughs> when they were like, when, like, when we, right after, I guess it's like right at the, after the intermission, um, where they like run into each other, or right, at, maybe it's at the intermission, basically. No, right it's after. after. I wanted to see more Pasha after the intermission. Well, I was like, how did, and I can't remember his character's name, but Rod Steiger's character, when he like finds their house, Victor, Victor, when he's just been like walking through a blizzard, it's like, how did you know they lived here? I've been walking. The same four or five people are literally running into, like, and it takes 11 days to get across the fucking country. I mean, Russia back then was like super technologically behind the rest of the world. Um, But uh, like 11 days on a train that, I kept saying to Maddie, like, what do you think that train s- smells like? Like, what Terrible. do you think that car smells like? Robot. I mean, they're literally burning shit at one point. Yeah. Oh, no. so, and nobody's able to wash or anything. Yeah. Um, but to your point, Rachel, I mean, I think next to maybe Fatal Attraction, this is like up there with don't cheat on your wife because in this it's if you're going to go have an affair, you might be forced into joining the Red Army. <laughs> So this stay, is a good thing to hey guys, show in this the time to newlyweds. Yeah. Stay home. Stay can I just home. say something? Don't like, get drafted into the Red Army. <laughs> no. I I can get, you know, obviously I'm not pro-affair personally as a person. But <laughs> I think it movie, depends. <laughs> um, in, a, in a movie when, 
usually if someone's having an affair and they, they need to be together, you sort of are always rooting for them mm-hmm. because there's some sort of reason or pull. Yeah. And there's something currently in their current life where you're like, yeah, that's not for none of that was that none of that. He seemed to genuinely love his wife from the beginning. They seemed to have a love story. He had a child, then he had a pregnant wife and they were just surviving. And then he's just running into the city and I didn't feel why. So that was just, it was, yeah, they also had no chemistry and we didn't see them fall in love. Like we didn't really see, we saw them, we saw them working together on the front lines and then like she's ironing and he's like, you know what I mean? But, but even then, like there's, there was no, I will say I love Omar Sharif. I love Julie Christie. They did not have any chemistry for me. Yeah. You know, when they, they when they kissed for the first time, I wrote down it was a it was one of those punch kisses. Yeah. Where they're literally, I was like, someone's gonna get their tooth knocked out. This is not real. This is fake. This is like what a movie kisses when Larry and I pretend to have a, we oh now it's getting weird and personal. Yep, now but we're I, now we're all like, uncomfortable. Let's do a movie kiss and it's like you know, it's it's not real. No. Like, come on, yeah. be real people. I um very attractive people who could clearly be into each other. But I other. think that's the thing that's so interesting is like that, like just because you're a two, there, you put two good looking people in a room together, it doesn't mean that they're going to have the, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. I just didn't, yeah, they didn't have like a, the script didn't do them any favors, but right. B I think just naturally like that. They just did not have that chemistry. And, I also and I, think, and did, did, have, have you read or has Maddie read Dr. Zhivago? Maddie? I don't think either of us has. I've really, I'm just wondering if, do they Russian use, Russian literature is, fra- is a big. Is that framing device in the book as well? I do believe so. I, because I, I think the framing device doesn't work at all. Not either. at all. Not at all. And Alec I don't Guinness, care. About, I don't care about the daughter. Like not at all. And I don't care about slightest. Alec Guinness. They don't have yeah. him come. Here's who I want more of more and more. I fucking love Rod Steiger. Like he is yeah, the best. He's great in this. He's yeah. so great in this. Um, Victor who like rapes her in the beginning, basically, but not really, yeah. but yes, yeah. a little bit. Um, By the way, I who gets shot. That was her mother. I had to read that. I just thought, I thought she was like a ward of theirs. I didn't realize that she, that was her mom and her lover. I, and yeah, he was her, he her, was her lover and he tried to yeah. kill himself because she knew that he was with Laura. Yeah. yeah. It, it's very, again, very Russian. There's some, there's some beautiful shots of Russia, like the, just when they're yeah. going into the Urals and the, yeah. when he gets off the train and he's following the sun and like, there's there's some really interesting things and there's some really interesting performances and I will say the thing about a David Lean movie for me is even if it leaves me frustrated and cold at the end like Rachel it left you and I was like I don't get this uh, with their love story I it always moves mm-hmm. like it all like for the most part like I'm always like okay like I'm it's I'm not bored in a way that I, I'm not bored in the same way that I would be for other movies the fact that this movie was over three hours and I was like for the most part like keeping my attention um I think is something he's an yeah. he's an incredible filmmaker for sure for me like I think the first half really flies and then I think it really slows down although and don't tell Maddie I said this I think I would watch yeah. the Lawrence of Arabia again. me too Craig, I just too. find the story more interesting. Me too. Me too. And I feel like um, Maddie will divorce me if I say that to him. Yeah. Well, so. and I also say, I feel like I'm beating up on these movies a little bit. Part of it is because okay. they're, that's, they're That's dated. what we do. That's what we do. They're, they're dated. But I will say still, I, there are parts of 
each of these movies that I'm intrigued by. It's just not enough of a, like a grant, like a whole, you know, a whole picture to be like, this is deserving of best picture. I know it's of a different time. Yeah. Pacing is just so different now. I mean, there's just long shots of things in all of these movies where I was like, I'll just check Twitter for a quick sec. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, it's still intriguing. Yeah, again, I I just wish to deliver it on the... I, I love a love story, guys. I love. I, I need passion. I need it. I didn't get it. I get it. I got cold, frigid Russian Russia. air. Sidebar, <laughs> it's fucking cold there. Guys. Well, according to this movie, it's, yeah. It's fucking, what a nightmare. What a total nightmare. No, thank you. No, thank you. I love that they were sad that the czars, I was thinking about this moment when they find out that the Romanovs have been, have all been shot. I was like, God, if we found out that like, if somebody came to us with a newspaper and we're like, this is the news. And it was like, Trump had been shot. We'd all be like, Party time. We'd all be pumped. Uh, We'd all be so I, excited. But you know, know what? Here's I, don't the, want, I don't want him to die. I want him to face. I know. But here's the thing. Whatever. But I'd here's still be thing. fine with it. I think, though, if he had like six children under 18. I guess that's true. That, it would be sad. They murdered all the children also. Yeah. Like, it would probably be like, why? Except for Anastasia. <laughs> Anastasia lived and went on to meet Dimitri. And, uh. Mm-hmm. Heart. Don't fail me now. Courage don't deserve me. Sorry. Anastasia, um, guys. Great movie. Great movie. Not the Ingrid Bergman. I'm talking about the the animated movie. <laughs> um, Ship of Fools. Oh, God. What did I text you? What did I text you in the first 30 seconds of this movie? Megan was like, I'm like 30 seconds in and I don't think I can do it. And I texted her back and I said... And this is this was it's, why I continued. I was like, it's basically like 10 different stories that intercut. And I was like, a couple of them are kind of interesting. And also there is also the little person actor does not only self-addresses the camera one more time in the course of the film. I was <laughs> concerned because yeah. the first the first lines is when he looks at the audience, he says, <laughs> this is a ship of fools. Yeah. You may even find yourself on board. I was like, nope, no, nope, nope, no. nope, 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 nope. I'm not doing this. I will not. not I don't. I, life is too short. I there's already been enough wasted time this year. Which, by the way, if you had told me that there was a movie this year that would say its title quicker than the best picture winner this year, I would have said no chance. No and way. Yet- and yet, and you know, and listen, by the way, that says something because you know how much I love it when a movie says its title. Yeah. I love I, it. Oh my God. It's my favorite fucking thing. Yeah. I the wrote second down, they're like, I, I wrote down the first thing I wrote down, say the name almost immediately. Cause I want to make sure that we got a chance to talk about it. Cause Megan loves that. I love that. Oh God, it really scratches an itch for me. Um, and so that was, that was a real, it was a real, she giveth and she taketh because I was like, yeah. I'm happy they said the title, but I'm also like, I don't need this little person. I like when he yeah. starts going through the me. list of people. Although I did, I immediately made an addition because he's like lovers, dog lovers, <laughs> dwarves. He does not say racists. He does not even mention Lee Marvin. <laughs> Half of the the whole the whole the, the most of the stuff that is the rate is the the only okay so let's let's talk about the only story that I so this is it's an ensemble cat 
ensemble fucking drama, which is yeah. yikes, mcgikes. Uh, yeah. it, but this happens like it's like very much like uh, it's like the towering inferno, but like on a boat. Yeah. The only storyline. So the Poseidon adventure. It's like Poseidon. I'm sorry. So it's this Poseidon adventure. If they it, without if it, a, without it without a with, giant wave. Yeah. Without a rogue. Wave. Basically, it's Poseidon adventure, and that giant wave is the rise of Nazis. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that's it. It's Poseidon adventure, but the wave is fascism. Okay. Yeah. So I guess what I would say, the only story that I really cared about was um, Sin- Simone Signoret. She's incredible. And her and the yeah. doctor's love story. I liked that. Yeah. Oh, I liked that story. Yeah. yeah Oscar um, Werner. Because it's a love story. Because it's a love I story. Love and I bought it. And I liked the- I felt the fire. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I felt the fire with them, too. I felt the fire for sure. And then the guy whose wife is Jewish. And yeah, that was interesting. And that's kind of the- I, I will say, listen, I love Vivian Lee. And outfits I, in that movie, this movie, by the way. There's one scene where she's wearing running. a beret and a scarf and big oh, giant she's... sunglasses. And I'm like, give it to me, Vivian Lee. Well, I read that this is this was her last film, which kind of made me sad. And also I I Only I her think... third American film, by the way. Oh, wow. Do you know the well, other two? Gone with the wind. And a streetcar. And streetcar. I mean, what a fucking fall. What a what a way to fall from two of maybe the greatest performances of all time. Two of the one of the best two of the greatest movies of all time to ship. Oh, great. Megan. Now we're going to have to put a whole thing before this episode about Gone with the Wind. You said it was a great movie. Gone with the Wind. There's going to be like a 15 minute like precursor saying like like we do not endorse uh, the listen, views have gone well, with the wind. I mean, all of these movies c- currently are problematic. I did listen. There are some things I liked about this movie. I I enjoyed that there were they were all talk you know lots of thoughts and big themes about race, religion, class, and gender, which are always you know it's just interesting. I thought that the captain's chin dimple was one of the strongest performances <laughs> in the entire movie. It was the strongest chin dimple I have seen. Probably since Aaron Eckhart, you know, dating oh back. Oh my god! Like, is it, that is it, it is Eckhart level, I guess. Is, so no reservations. Um, I also said I'm a fun movie. just to, read to anyone who's concerned. I'm never going on a cruise. I've never wanted to go on a cruise. Ditto, ditto. Even after COVID, before COVID, I never wanted to go. After watching an entire movie that takes place on a cruise. I felt dizzy and a little claustrophobic. The other thing that was upsetting to me is Vivian Lee said that she, in the movie, her character, I don't know if it's true of her actually, said that she was 46. And basically it was like she was about to die. She was looking, there was one scene where she looks at her, like I was the most- Oh, when she was drawing the things on? Two scenes killed me in this movie. When she's drawing crazy makeup, when she's drunk and she's crying, like drawing crazy makeup on her face. And then there was another one where she does a random dance break at the, towards the end of the movie. And I was just like, what is happening? I love her. I wish the whole movie had been Vivian Lee putting makeup on in front of a mirror and doing crazy dance breaks, talking to herself. I have, I I have great news. I would go to that movie. I would pay for that movie and I would watch that. I have great news. That movie's called a streetcar named desire and you can (laughs) absolutely watch that movie. No problem. I don't think you even have to pay for it. I'm sure it's on some sort of streaming situation. Vivian Lee won an Oscar for that shit. 
Vivianly was probably 50 when this was filmed. She died. She died at, pretty young. She died at 53 and she died a couple years after this came out. So but like I was like, she's saying she's 46 and it's like she's 95. Yeah. The way that they're talking about being 46 and treating her. Um, and I had a weird question. Did the doctor okay. die at the end? Yes. Why? He had a bad heart. He had a bad heart. I missed and that. And then it broke. And it broke. When the Cuban lady got off. It was I actually French. <laughs> I loved that woman. She's incredible. Um, she's she's yeah. so great. She's such. But a most of this movie enough. was boring. But you're right. There were little vignettes that I enjoyed and scenes that I enjoyed. And you know, it's all the same big stuff. The themes: race, religion, gender, poverty. All you know, it's. Who class. knew those things could be so dry? <sighs> they God. Ju- it just seems like they they tried to put too much in this movie in terms of like also being like. I want to make sure audiences enjoy it. Like that fight below deck that yeah. I was like, where are all these empty crates coming from? Yeah. And this whole people keep getting thrown into and jumping into how far down is that? Is it four feet? Is it 20 feet? Yeah. It seems very dangerous. I thought the same thing, the flamenco scene, it reminded me of that scene in the Alamo Meg where yes. they just have like a, eight minute song and dance segment that you're For like, no why re- yeah what movie? why is this happening why like as if this movie it's not like you have to pad like for time like th- these no, are the longest this movie was like two hours and fucking what is it yeah two and a half hours two and a half two, hours two and a half. that's insane to me yeah that's i crazy. wrote so there are so many tones in this movie everything from snoring yeah. to addiction <laughs> There's one. These are the problems. There's multiple. There's multiple scenes about a man snoring. Yeah. By the way, but that, by the way, from what I'm going through in my in my own life right now. Yeah. That felt extremely (laughs) relevant. Um, Real to you, huh? A couple things. Is that how they used to do CPR? Remember the kid that the guy that goes overboard to get the dog, and then they pull him back on the and the doctor's just he's face down, and the doctor's just kind of like hitting his back. I guess so. Uh, yeah. I guess he was just CPR. I think they were just trying to get water out. It wasn't necessarily trying to get. They were trying to get the water out of his lungs, probably before they breathe oxygen in. Maybe I don't okay. know. Well, we'll say um, that dog. That dog and its and that dog's tongue game was strong. As strong as the captain's dimple. <laughs> strong as that dog's tongue game. I do love a dog. I also like to say that there is another. This is the. Th- there's another girl this year. Who is 16 going on 17? Oh, I know. <laughs> Elizabeth Ashley. I was like, Liesl, you are not. Oh, it wasn't Elizabeth Ashley. She's the one that befriends her, right? Yeah, no, yeah. 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 Also, um, Laura at the beginning of Dr. Zhivago was 16, 16. or 17. Yeah, yeah 16. So many 16 Maybe. girls, 16 going yeah. on 17. Uh, um, and then at the end, the uh, the Jewish the Jewish guy, Leib, Leib, I don't want to say it's like Leibovitz or something, that, the snorer. It is like, oh, there's a million Jews in Germany. What, what are, are they, they going to do? do? Kill, Kill us all? Spike Yikes. the camera lens and just look at the camera for three minutes? For, for just a Yikes. long <laughs> period of time. I just was like, this feels a little on the nose, but okay. Yeah. He okay. was the nicest man on that ship. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Him and, I guess, George Siegel, which I don't know what that care. I don't, that storyline for me, I was like, I have, I don't. I can't. I gotta. I gotta get out of this. This is a relationship. Yeah. I, this is me doggy paddling away. 
Um, I did like after they the guy jumped the overboard. The people think it was to save the dog, but it was to get away yep. from the relationship between George <laughs> Siegel and uh, Mousy Hair. Yeah. Um, I liked when uh, the doctor was in their room and was like, the man who saved the dog died and he leaves and they're like, did you say a man died? Yeah. Like, they're so like, they're so out of it, out of it. It doesn't yeah. matter. That like, would be what I would, if somebody, okay. if, if scout, went someone saved scout. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. I'd be like, someone say a man died. Um, I did like, um, the casket being offloaded, his casket being offloaded at the end where all these people are like, coming on to shore and then it's basically just off to the side like with his family yeah and they just like walk the casket by i thought that was um poignant yeah and uh, then there's like the swastika reveal yeah when they get when they get to shore that it's like yeah we, yeah we, we get know. It. we've They're already like, been talking about that yeah. yeah um although this is like what 1933 so this is it's probably right after Basically, Post right after like the beer hall push, or like he's 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 already after been the jail. fire at the Reichstag. Right, right, right. Yeah. Interesting, interessant. Uh, again, another another movie where history is is so much more interesting than these characters that they yeah. have yeah. given us. Although it was nice getting to see, you know, if it's going to be your last movie, at least Vivian Lee got to kick the shit out of Lee Marvin. A yes, fucking that was, man. That was great. That guess, the, the story of him about the baseball and the ugh, this. I'm just like I, I, I just can't, can't even tell I you. I couldn't hit a curve on the outside corner, and they just keep throwing you the low curve ball. Lee Marvin won Best Actor this year, though, for Cat Ballou, oh, not okay. for this movie. I was like, what? Yeah. The I was say, that, also, that that character about? was it was just not a real person. No, yeah. I, I loved when the 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 little person was like, whose name I forget was like, I mean, think like you think that's the biggest deal in your life. Like, I promise you, like, what is it? Three quarters of this world or whatever don't even know what a curveball is. Who gives a shit? Who gives yeah. a shit, Lee Marvin? Ay, 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 ay. I mean, ay, 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 ay. I mean, not great, guys. Not, not, this is, this was the, this is, spoiler alert, this is the one I least want to, what I would least be uh, interested would, in jumping in, back in, interested into Interested in revisiting, correct. Um, so we have one other nominee other than the winner, and that is A Thousand Clowns. Not bad. Not bad, A Thousand yeah. Clowns. Um, again, we started with a title song in which they said A Thousand Clowns, and I was delighted. I was like, huzzah, we've already got the name out. Yeah. Uh, the kid I want to talk about for he was great. 400 years. The kid's a lot. I loved this kid Craig. I, I loved him too I loved, loved i'm not saying i'm not saying he was bad i'm saying i don't know that i'd want to be his guardian well here's the thing craig it feels like he's never around like i'm like no, he's like yeah. 12 and like he's only right. it like th he's barely around in a year where the we will the next thing will the winner uh aside some of the the especially in dr Zhivago, we didn't talk about this at all but like the kid acting in dr Zhivago is rough like yeah. real rough. Everybody's really bad in that. Um, kid acting is hard. And this kid I was here for. I like loved him and I thought he was very charming. And the at the again, I'm jumping ahead, but the when he talks to Chuckles at the end and he's like, I don't think you're funny. My friend who is eleven is funnier than you. I thought that yeah. was such a great speech. Yeah, that's great. That's so great. Um yeah, I generally Again, 
it spins its wheels in some places and it's very much is it a play it's not a play yes. is it a, okay. a play it, fe- it feels like a play like, feels I, like feel, a play. I, I was gonna say it feels like a they because it all takes place for the most part in this apartment except then they would have these montages where I was just like oh my god they're just like all over New York just thinking of like putting a producer hat on going and filming all of those I was like they're literally everywhere I also thought of you and I Megan going to Ellis Island this I did too like I was like oh we were there but yeah it did it seemed like a play where they were meshing in these montages I I will say I really enjoyed the music I thought the music was fantastic and added a lot to it I enjoyed all of the acting um I laughed out loud at times there were very funny live lines like her mother's chest didn't light up like mm-hmm. there were in re- re- regards to that yeah like, yeah doll. when they come, I was when surprised they that I was surprised that lamp passed the code because this is still you know before the the you know before they got ratings and yeah. it was still code Hollywood I was surprised they weren't like you can't have that yeah it's because they didn't lamp. look like they really did not look like boobs but she he, <laughs> I love that he kept calling it her chest like oh yeah. have you seen it something like that her chest lights up yeah her chest <laughs> lights up I was like I am, yeah, I, 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 it really did feel like a play. And generally I say that because generally I don't like it when stuff, like when I'm like, it's a play plays so rarely translate to as somebody who loves plays, they so rarely translate well to the screen. Um, carnage, one of the greatest God of carnage is such a great play. Terrible Mm -hmm. movie. Um, but, uh, but, uh, this, this worked for me, I guess by and large. It was funny. And I will also say it was so interesting for me to see Jason Robards so young because I will say even as a young man, he's still read as an old man to me. Maybe it's because I'm just used to him being an older man. No, he's 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 because his his whole personality is like ornery. So I'm like, I I, yeah, he seemed older because I was like, he's ornery. I'm like, it's your your he's old. Like, let him retire. And then I'm like, "Mm." You probably shouldn't have The guy who played Albert, I think, won Best Supporting. He was very good. He did. He was very good. The brother, yeah. Mrs. Moskowitz, she was uh, very good. I didn't like all the mansplaining uh, that was happening to her from Albert, but that was sort of why she left him. And I like Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney's in this movie, yeah. Yeah. Yes, in the fun, sort of fantastical way that he lived. But then I loved that at the end, it was very touching that he realized he had to go to work at a job he didn't like to make a living and have a stable, you know, mm-hmm. place for his nephew uh, who was living with him. And it was sweet. I felt like we had a beginning, middle and end. We had a journey. It was funny. It made me laugh out loud. There were still some crazy 1960s stuff going on with some really weird mod. I said the middle with the food and the gun. What the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, and what the fuck? What the fuck? Um, See, for me, that was the very opening of the movie. Like, I think that's what works the least. Like, the first like five minutes of the movie, I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, I agree. When they're like, when they're yeah, yeah. where it tries, it seems and... like it's trying very hard to be like, "We're not a play." Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Look at all of our locations, and yeah. it's like that's what it is. We're not a play. Yeah. We're not a play. Yeah. We, we can be down by like Battery Park. We're not a play. I'm yeah, like, they're literally like, going to 25 locations yeah. and then we're in an apartment the rest of the yeah. time. Yeah. They didn't trick me. I still knew it was a play. <laughs> Meanwhile, all those pla- different places they went, I'm like, that's more than a day. Like you no. it, it's gonna take you forever to get from like Battery Park all the way up to like the yeah. fucking cloisters. Like, what are we doing here? 
I thought that the I actually thought the movie had sort of the apartment vibes in terms of their interplay. Yeah. Jason Robarts and Barbara Harris, but kind of flipped. Mm-hmm. Like Barbara Harris was more like the Jack Lemon and Jason Robards was a little more Shirley the McLean. Um, Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. Um, I did write down William Daniels sort of has a point like when he comes back the second time when he's like telling him everything i was like yeah he's sort of right like you're not being a very good guardian yeah no yeah yeah he was not what and what i like about the end rachel is that he does make this sacrifice but it's not trickly at all like you can tell that he has made it but he's not really happy about it like i feel like the last shot is sort of a bummer still yeah yeah um so and I we're that, and we're I not like sure that. how long that's going to last. It will last, yeah. But but there's yeah, but it, I mean again, it, it, because it's a play, it's a lot of wheel spinning and a yeah. lot of like uh, monologuing and you know yeah. just a lot of that sort of stuff. But like uh, the I think the performances and the people are charming enough that I'm like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'll, bu- I'll buy it. I'll go for yeah. this. Yes, sir. That's my baby. Great song. Yes, uh, sir. That's my baby. No, sir. I, I really enjoyed the, the musical. I will say I kept writing down. I enjoyed the music that they did. And then also just the backdrop of the music. Yeah. And then I wrote down chuckles. It's a lot and makes me very sad. And hey, look, it's a Hamilton bit. I wrote very that down too. Sad. Hamilton yeah. reference. Which by the way <laughs> is a funny bit. I yeah. love, I really like when he's like, I'll do this impression of, of uh, Alexander Hamilton. I was like, this is a funny bit. Yeah. Um, uh, Chuckles was for me the low point. Yeah. I I really did like everything up until, and then when he came in, I was like, this is I'm I'm a little tired. He he yeah. was the weak point for me, and yep. and just a lot like the over the topness of him. And I'm just I also I'm just like fire him and get another writer. Like he's not the <laughs> only person that can write your shitty comedy. It's very like that whole thing was very strange. Um, yeah, but uh, Jason Robar's character is clearly funny. Like I would want him as a writer. Sure, I would want him as a writer, but there's other writers in New York. Uh, sure, you know what I mean. Like I'm like I don't know if it's worth uh, this, worth this, uh, this much trouble. Um, do you want to know how the how the kid is um, is built in this movie? Sure, sure. So if you go to the IMDb page, it says Barry Gordon. Nick Burns, Wilbur Malcolm Burns, Theodore Burns, Raphael Sabatini, <laughs> Dr. Morris Fishbein, Woodrow Burns, Chevrolet Burns, Big Sam Burns, Lefty Burns. That is really funny. That's, well, in the credits at the end, they that's how they, I remember yeah. they credited him with all those names. That was a funny bit. That's I mean, a funny there, bit. There were a lot of, I was, I was surprised. I was laughing. There were quite a few one-liners that got me. Yeah. Yeah. It was enjoyable. Um, so that's Thousand Clowns. That brings us to the best picture winner of 1965. Oh, God. The Sound of Music. Okay. Megan's so, going to explode. Gonna... I, yeah. So I, I'll go first. Thank you. Thank you. No, very I will much. go. It's, nope. I it's my go. show. Go. It's my podcast. I'm I want to say this. I yeah. am the guest. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> okay. I just want to say, Say your thing, and then I have a lot to say. I we we're gonna spend a while here. So if you if you guys don't like if you gonna move on from this, turn it off now. Fast forward forty. Oh, I'm right. I'll I'll last longer than you. Okay. I just want to say that it's I I was gonna pay you a compliment. Oh, okay. I I was gonna say that I wanted to do this here with my best friend. Oh. Because the sound of music, I real I mean I have long since suspected this, but 
uh, watching it again through the a more like clinical lens, sort of like for this podcast, tried to be more like, well, you know, looking at performances and et cetera. Um, I do think this is my favorite movie of all time, probably. Part of that is nostalgia, and part of that is because I think this is a perfect movie. There's nothing wrong with this movie. Everything about it is fucking amazing, except for one point, which I will make later on. Um, it also part of me, we've been in the quarantine, but I was cl- crying in the first 30 seconds. I think that we've talked a lot about movie musicals in this, uh, on the show, and I think that this is kind of the apex for me. And because it's all the stuff that you want, like all the good songs, there's some dancing, but not a lot. Like we, we talked in like a music man, like there's later musicals are so many dance breaks. And if you're not seeing that stuff in person, unless it's West Side Story where the dancing is truly incredible, it's like, right. let's move through this. Yeah. Um, and the, and, and I, and again, they do the thing where these people are very, and part of it is because it's the stakes are so high right? Like Nazism and, and the rise of fascism and all this stuff is happening around it. But all these people are very, very real. And the jokes are, and because of that, the bits and the, and the emotions and all of the stuff seems very real. All these people are even down to fucking Gretel are all so well thought out. And I think that that's what makes, that's what makes this for me, the, the, the best movie musical ever made and probably my favorite movie. Well, here's what I will say. The second, the second she appeared on that hilltop uh, alive with the sound of music, I lost my shit. <laughs> I, I have seen this movie probably 50 times. I haven't seen it maybe for three or four years. I, I had a few movies growing up that we had taped off of TV and had on a VHS that I would watch every time I wasn't feeling well or if I was homesick. And this is one of those movies. So I have seen this movie so, so many times. And still, I was fascinated. I was, I actually enjoyed it more this time than I think any other time I've ever seen it. I, I think love she, that. I love that. She is stunning. She's she incredible. Is horrible. She's she incredible. Is, a talent. Okay, I'm going to keep talking. She's a star. Um, I, I love her. Also, this is something I'd never noticed before. Christopher Plummer. Oh, I love this. Is such a talent. He is hot. And the chemistry between them is the heat, which I, I think as a child, you're not sort of paying as much attention to. But what I wanted from Dr. Zhivago, I got 10 times in The Sound of Music. The love story, the second they lay eyes on each other, what chemistry I was drawn in. I also, I was, I was just blown away. That by scene that. when they dance together I is can't. fucking hot I can't. as hell. Listen, tell the Baroness, right? Tell the, I mean, the, she knew it too. She I knew know. it. She we knew all it. knew it. I agree with everything you're saying. Everyone is a real person. Also, it's like you're in this beautiful movie musical and then you're also in this, backdrop of what is happening mm-hmm. in this country in this place and that we're the nazis and everything that's about to happen it's it's fascinating that we can do both like chew gum and walk at the same time that we're doing all of these things at once which is having 
this intense thing happening in in real life and Nazis and then you're also having a musical and then you're also having a love story I also love Liesl's dress when she's singing I, going. Yes, I love yes, it yes, so yes. much I love oh, everything that happens so in that frothy game. and pretty and then she's and when she comes and she says I said I didn't even governess but oh, you know maybe I do and it's I know so sweet it's oh it's so, so sweet, sweet. And also when the captain comes in and starts singing for the first time, oh, yeah. like when he's, I, oh, I, I, I was crying. Yeah. Larry kept coming in. He's like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't think you, maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's what's happening. I was just taken by this movie. It took me on a ride. And one crazy thing, this is a side note. I think the way we recorded it, for some reason, the way it was edited for television, they cut the wedding scene <gasps> and they went straight from, like basically that they were going to get married to them coming back from their honeymoon. Oh, that's I a shame. I don't remember ever seeing that. Oh my God. And that's one of life. the, when she said, when she turns to the nuns and the mother superior and she's like, this is, it's like that moment of just like, this is your path. And then they all sing, how do you solve a problem? Like Maria. It's like, no. oh. also, can we talk about that wedding and the fact that if you're Everyone an usher, to sing that song. No, if you're an usher at that wedding, this is it. Uh, brighter groom, groom side. <laughs> brighter groom, groom side. <laughs> Literally everyone except for the nuns. Yes, those are all Captain Von Trapp's. Friends. And they there's, can't. And they can't be. There's a in thousand the... people at that wedding, yeah. and there's like seven people there for Maria. And the nuns aren't actually allowed to go to the wedding. They have yeah. to be behind the whatever the fuck yeah. the thing that is called. That there's is also, so funny. That's that hilarious. But there's also I will also say I mean the the scenery was so beautiful. Oh, the costumes. God. I want to go to Austria so badly. Also, there I noticed you know when she's going to the Von Trapp's family for the very first time. And I have like, confidence, which is a which is a lesser song from that. It's so from this great. movie but it's that, a banger it's a great song sometimes i sing it like, on the way to auditions which i'm I not embarrassed even, at all to admit. i didn't notice it before but that when she's running it's all one shot yeah like i i was blown away i mean i you guys i'm pretty sure everybody listening to this podcast is like yes we know the sound of music is great i am telling you i don't know if you haven't seen it for a little while Rewatch it. It holds up. It's beyond. It may be the best thing that I've ever seen in my life. Yes, Craig. Do you want to let weigh in here? Go ahead, Craig. Go ahead. Okay. Good I'm luck. just gonna. I'm just gonna sure. go through my notes. Sure. Sure. I have just a couple nitpicks, and actually, I have one, one them, nitpick, and I'll and I, and one ahead. of them starts at the very beginning of the movie, and that is there's at too the much. Beginning, yeah. A very good place to start. Okay. Go ahead. Um. There's too much landscape. Nope, not give enough us, landscape. No, no not give enough. us Julie. What I'm saying is without her, like the there's like 45 seconds of just like hills. Oh, I love okay. that. And it's no, it and let me tell you it. why. Here's here's why. Oh, I love because that. Because if I am a viewer in 1965, Julie Andrews won Best Actress the year before. Sound of the Music is a Tony Award winning musical that ran for like two and a half years on Broadway. It's toured all over the place. This is the last Rodgers and Hammerstein movie. I'm in some city where I didn't get a chance to go to New York and see Sound of Music and it didn't come in tour to me. I want to see Julie Andrews singing these songs that I've been listening to on my record player. I don't want to wait a minute and a half of them showing green mountains disagree. to get into it. That's called, and I disagree, I'm going to tell you something right now, and, and maybe that's because you're not a woman, but I'm going to tell you this. It's called foreplay. That's called, it's called what it's called foreplay. 
No. The Ooh. ex, the lead up, the, the, it's like a, and then you see her and it's like an orgasm. The lead up of like, cause there's no music too. It's just the wind. It's just like over the hills, the wind. And then you get a little bit of music and you're like, what's that? And then you get a little bit more music and you're like, what's, that? what's going on? And then you look and there's, oh, there's a person on the hill. There's a person. Oh, we're getting a closer. Oh my God. It's her. Oh God. It's her. It's her. It's her. It's her. It is foreplay. It is a buildup. That is the best part of the movie. Genius. Genius no. to start like Wrong. that. Genius. I will, no. I will actually Correct. have to agree with Megan here because I will say after not having seen him for a little while and I watched from the very beginning and then I was when I saw her, I lost my goddamn mind. Yeah. And I think if it hadn't had the lead up, I don't know if I would have lost my mind. Yes. You I lost thank you. Thank you. Second point. Not Second point. Mind. You're wrong. Moving yeah. on. Two against right. one, you're I wrong. Let you both, I already let you both monologue for like five minutes apiece. My turn. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Craig. Second, the other nuns, other than Mother Abbess, are the choir girls that get cast in the musical. None of them can act. They all have wonderful voices, but in How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria, they are terrible at They're the worst actors in the movie. Sure. Including, I will the, including the children, except for maybe one other person. I will, oh, just say I will just say one thing to that. Who cares? Who cares? Who I, don't cares? Care. I don't care. I don't care. I'm just saying, they're the, I'm just saying, they're the choir girls that are in the school. They're in the spring music. Yeah, but sure, all they need sure. to do is sing. They sing. They're in formation. I mean, they're they're in very very little of it. So there there is one person enough, that's a worse actor. But go ahead. We don't have enough pinecone based pranks anymore. Oh, I love that she was like, Wah! as if it was if if there were needles. <laughs> I think if you sat on a pinecone, it would be quite surprising. I guess it might be surprising. Although I think I would have noticed it sitting on the yeah. chair. But that's just yeah, me. probably. Um, the lightning says something to the thunder. I mean, if you're going to be a governess, learn meteorology, Maria, <laughs> like not just this, like, that's not public. what that Well, she, it's true. That is not what happens at all. Frederick Friedrich one day is going to embarrass himself at a business meeting. Okay. He's I want to talk about Friedrich and there's going to be thunder and he's going to, they're going to be like, Ooh, must be rain coming. He's like, Oh no, the lightning just said something to the thunder. And they're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? I got to talk about Friedrich for a while. When like we got to we got to discuss. Friedrich has some. I'm gonna just say this right up up top. Friedrich, there's some stuff going on with Friedrich. I don't know what's what it is, but like he's the worst actor in the movie. He there's he the way. Oh, I just think you are. Then at the end, Gretel's finger. The strawberries turned blue. The it's been so it cold. cold. They turned blue. Friedrich, shut Friedrich, your fucking mouth. Friedrich, get out of here. So <laughs> then and then Maria comes back. And Gretel says, Gretel hurt her finger. And, know, and so she's, she goes, my, my finger. And oh, yeah. Maria say, says, well, what happened? Friedrich's she goes, teeth. it got caught. And he, she says, on what? Friedrich's teeth. Friedrich, Friedrich you are you're like 14, 14 years old. Are you Stop biting, biting a five-year-old. Your, <laughs> your baby sister's fingers? Because that's fucked up. Yeah. That is fucked up. Friedrich yeah. is gross. I do not care for Friedrich. Kurt, all the way. God bless Kurt. God bless Kurt. God bless Kurt. I Kurt. love Kurt. Um, the, uh, the puppet show still looks great. It uh, does. Yes. And that song, I mean, is the a movie, great song. the movie as a, the movie as a whole looks incredible, but looks incredible. And in like, uh, it was shot 55 years ago. So the film quality and stuff is not the same as if we watched now, but for some reason, I think the puppets really still pop in yeah. a way that everything else seems muted just be, and it's nothing against the filmmaking or anything just because of the time it was made. 
I just thought that was interesting when you're watching it, how much those puppets really pop. I agree. I also, I agree. And also as someone who's recently worked with puppets, uh, I have such an appreciation for that art form. And so yeah. I found myself when they were doing them, I was like, there's no way these kids can do this puppetry. This is top tier puppetry. And I, I remember seeing in the opening credits or the closing credits, I don't know, I was watched because I watched every bit of it. It looked like it was a husband wife puppetry team that did it. It was like hmm. a man and a woman's name with the same last name. But I was like, that is some, that is some really highbrow, high level puppetry skills right there. Yeah. So I, I appreciate what, that. Um, what's your, what's your favorite song in this? You can God. only choose one. Oh God. Yeah. I think Edelweiss, I used to sing that to my nephew when he was a baby to get him when I was, when my sister first had her, this is very like cheesy, but uh, when my sister first had her baby, I went up to Northern California to help her, and I was there for a couple of weeks. And um, I, she was like so exhausted, and so like, but she also was like very deathly afraid of, and I guess this is a thing of like the yeah. baby falling asleep and dying <laughs> in the middle right. of the sleep or whatever. So mm -hmm. she, the only way that she could sleep at night was if somebody else would be up with him. So she, I would go to sleep and she would wake me up at like two in the morning or one in the morning and I would be awake with him for like four hours. And um, if he woke up, I would sing an Edelweiss because my, my sister sang that and my mom sang that to me when I was a kid um, to go back to sleep because I knew all the lyrics. And um, I, I think Edelweiss is one of the most beautiful songs of all time. But that being said, I also love I Have Confidence and sing that sometimes on my way to auditions. Continue. I... I will say it's growing up. I always kind of thought Edelweiss was like a, a snore, like in comparison to the other songs, but watching it this time, I just music. It was so beautiful. Uh, and when he cries I mean, at the end it, there, it's, it's hard to pick one, but I also just love the sound of music song. Like, mm -hmm. um, with the sound of music <laughs> through the night. I mean, it's so, oh, it's all so good. Do you have a pick, Craig? It is, it is Edelweiss. That's the right answer. Edelweiss. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Edelweiss. Which was the last song Rodgers and Hammerstein wrote together. Really? So interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just want to say to go back to the other thing too, it's a beautiful, obviously it's, it looks beautiful. It looks great. The songs are beautiful. It's a beautiful story. Um, I will say the, the, uh, I, we, Rachel, a couple episodes ago, we did the music man and, uh, Fifther, Fifther. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to reference. Fucking not funny. The music man. Fuck you. The more I think about it, the more I think the music man fucking sucks. Not funny. It's not like there are lines and not only is this beautiful, it's an actually funny movie. There are lines that are actually really funny. Yeah. When she says she's talking to the mother, Abby, and she's uh, the mother uh, superior. And she's like, um, you know, lately, sister, whoever, like, you know, how she makes me kiss the floor when we have an argument. Lately, I've been kissing the floor when I see her coming just to save time. Like yeah. such a well-delivered so thing. And she he's she's like, he's like, where's the dress from? And she's like, oh, we gave away all of our worldly possessions when we became nuns and he's like well you gave them to the poor and she's like he's like what about this dress and she's like oh the poor didn't want this one mm -mm. and it's <laughs> it's a, it's like an actually f and when she guilts the kids at dinner too and they all start crying i know yeah. is such a funny like such a funny moment which friedrich's not crying but it's like you know he's, he's probably been the he's first one to start crying actually because he's such a little bitch i don't think he, um, i think he might be a sociopath i yeah. I, I really I, worry I about that. friedrich can we talk i tweeted this and megan responded to it so um i know she saw it but mm -hmm. 
I'm particularly thinking about Megan at this party and Maria walking out and saying, excuse me, the children would like to say goodnight. And I'm picturing Megan with like her champagne being like, are you are fucking you kidding me? <laughs> you want me to go watch these kids say goodnight for three and a half minutes? I was just in the Look, middle. The song is great. Like, like, but I'm just trying to picture someone in this moment being like, what is happening right I now? I was just in the, I, you're interrupting my, I was spitting game at the, uh, you know, whatever, the, the, at the head honcho of the Nazi party here in, uh, yeah. in Austria. Meanwhile, what, do you know what I responded to you? Yeah, let Liesl stay and taste her first champagne. Let Liesl stay. She is, she's old enough. It's weird. She, she's a little too old to be lumped in with all of the kids. At yeah, that point. well, she's all, yes. She's also say, like the actress who plays Liesl is 13 years younger than Christopher Plummer in this yeah. movie. So that's part of it. I, a, he's, he was only like 38 or something. So it doesn't like, if that, um, so it would have been difficult. I think for him, he may not even be that old. I think he's actually in his mid thirties. So it would have been pretty tough for him to have had seven kids. Yeah. Um, at that time. Well, he got busy. Yeah. He got busy. He did it. I will say it was a real quick turnaround from, uh, uh, <laughs> for the captain when they first, I love that scene when they, he and the Baroness are there and, and they return and, you know, when yeah. they dock the boat over and he's like, my children have been traipsing around Salzburg, just done nothing but old trips. And then like, they're arguing and he's like, no singing, no singing. And then all of a sudden he's like, shit, is that singing? <laughs> is that, is that the one song that I like? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then, and um, then uh, goes inside. Have you ever played the Baroness ball game, which is basically like a big booty, but with a ball? Yeah. The, um, like an improv. That, like game, improv that game. game sucks. No wonder no one likes the Baroness. <laughs> was it, it her idea to play that game? It definitely was. I actually disliked her less watching. She's not time. so horrible. No, she isn't. She understood what was happening. She took herself out of the equation. Yeah. I actually did not find her. She Both, wasn't like. I mean, she's really stepmother. mean to Maria at that one point where she makes her run away yes. of course but then but then yes that and also that she's gonna send the kids to like they kind of set up her and max like they're going to be these like awful people that they end up not being yeah, yeah. which i like, like max i think when you first meet him like he seems like he's gonna be like oh i'm gonna use these kids to make my money on the singing <laughs> yeah it's like no he helps them escape from the nazis so and, but i good. like that but he's still selfish through the way i i like the bit when he's like i'm gonna miss you i'm gonna miss the money i could have made with you like it's a uh, it's it they're they're shades of that's why i mean when i say like everybody is a real person other than friedrich who's a sociopath they're like shades of gray there for, yeah. you know what i mean like everybody has like sort of shades of gray and even when the baroness yeah. is like She's not mean to Maria. She points out the obvious. Like yes. you you want to be a nun, well, you're in love with this dude. So like, yeah. right. you know, what what and are you going to do when here? Come, when Maria comes back, then the Baroness leaves. I will also say as opposed to Dr. Zhivago where nothing like everything was coincidence and nothing made any sense. There were things that I found beautiful in this that did make sense, like that you know at the begin she talks about the hills that she's up how she grew up in those hills and she knows her way around them and it's like her escape mm -hmm. and then it's so beautiful at the end that she like knows her way around those hills and it is their escape yeah. like yeah. that too. things like that i thought 
it's so beautifully formed. It's simple, but it's also just, it's just beautifully formed mm-hmm. and yeah. formulaic, but in a, in a beautiful way. And it's just amazing to me how, how wonderful it all fits together. Because again, uh, going, comparing it to Dr. Zhivago, maybe I shouldn't be comparing it, but you're, you're dealing with historical facts and history and things that are happening. And you're also doing a love story. And then you're also doing all of these other things. And this one is able to handle all of it. So well, well. It's, this one's an actual true story to be right. fair. Yes, um, but it doesn't need even. It, but kind of on that, that make it even more difficult. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it, true. And it's a, the, mus- a musical. The mu- yeah. they didn't, they're they're not the songs. They weren't singing as they were going up the hill. No, on, but on they were point. singing troop later yeah. on. That, yes, that's on true. that on that point though. Um, Ali, my wife, watched like the last half hour of the movie with me, um, and this is not really on the movie because it's based on the stage show. But she's like, it is sort of interesting that perhaps the most interesting thing that happens in this they don't really show, which is them literally having to cross the Alps by foot oh, to escape the Nazis. <laughs> that is just like, uh, cut to them on the hill and was done. Like, um, Thoughts on I Rolf? Have, I hate Rolf. I think he's not a good actor in the movie. I also throw away the fact that he's a Nazi. Um, he's not good looking enough for Louisa in the be- or Liesl to begin with. So like Liesl, why are you wasting your time with this guy? Because yeah. he, he showed interest. Boy. He showed interest in her and was a boy. I it's do really. Like a boy. I do. I he it gives the be- Christopher Palmer the best acting moment though when he's like, "You're not. You'll. You're. You're just a boy. You're yeah. not one of them. You won't be. You, you'll yeah. never be one." Also, of them. those those Nazis that were looking for them, bad at their jobs. Very bad. First of all, for Rolf don't... to catch you, you bad yeah. at your job. And also, leave like two people in the cars. Like all 12 of you had to go out looking for these people. You didn't leave anybody in the car in case they somehow get out of the convent and you have to chase after them. Like, come on, guys. I also love that the nuns. Those nuns, they know cars. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) They know to take the muffler or whatever, but that's a great, that was, that's always a great reveal when they're like, I've sinned. Yeah. What were you going to say? I have, I have one other nitpick and that's, that at the um, so when they're performing, the at, the remix, con- at the at the the remix of Do Re Mi yeah. is not good. Where they're like Jem and Brett, Jem and Brett, Jem. I was like, you guys, it's not a it's not a good remix, guys. No, I don't care. For like that. you should have just done the straight version of it. Um, honestly, like they I tried think it's, to, it well, sounds they tried worse. To, they tried to be a little more. They tried yeah. to be fancy with it. Also, the yeah. kids like when you're saying goodbye and like you're doing like the escape. Stop don't look so back. fucking guilty. Like you guys. Oh, they looked so guilty. They like when they're like, guilty. Mom, what? Dad, you're coming? Whoop, 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 is, whoop. It, is now when we get in the car and then we, <laughs> we escape the not? Wait, wait, guys, hang on. Just go. Go, 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 go. I also go. was thinking Max could have riffed. He yeah, he should have. Also, did we have to put like, them last? Like, he right. That. <laughs> that? I could Guys, hey, it's Craig here. Um, so for the first time ever our card filled up um, and we didn't notice in the moment and we went back and we re-recorded where we thought it had cut off but there's actually like three minutes of material that's just lost forever Um, but you got the gist of the sound of music so I'm inserting before we do the very end which we re-recorded our final rankings because that is part of what is lost so Rachel's went Five, Ship of Fools. Four, Dr. Shivago. Three, Darling. Two, A Thousand Clowns. And number one was The Sound of Music. 
Megan said, Ship of Fools, Darling, A Thousand Clowns, Dr. Shivago, The Sound of Music, and I had the same ranking. So The Sound of Music wins it. Everybody voted for The Sound of Music. Um, so now I'm inserting that in bit that we re-recorded talking about some of the other films from the year and uh, a few other things. So uh, that's it. Sorry about, sorry about the, lost, the lost laughs. Who knows what was there? I don't remember. Was there uh, anything else, any other movies from uh, 1965 uh, anyone want to talk about at all? Well, I knew you were going to ask me that. And if these movies hadn't been so goddamn long, <laughs> I might have reviewed some other movies, but I did not have any time because these movies took up my entire life. Granted, I don't have that much going since we're all in quarantine. Yeah, so you're uh, welcome. Yes, you're welcome. But I did uh, Google what other movies came out at this time? And I saw that that darn cat was of this year and same with The Great Race. Now, am I saying, are these Oscar worthy movies? No, I am not. Am I saying that I watched them at during my youth because I was obsessed with movies from like the 50s and 60s? Yes, I was. And I quite enjoyed them then. I have no idea if I would enjoy them now, but I'm gonna guess that I would enjoy them now and that they might make my life more enjoyable than Ship of Fools. So there you go. That darn cat, the great race, have no idea, but could have been, could have been fun. Very well done, Rachel. That was very, Meg? that was very off the cuff. That was so good. Yeah. Uh, I rewatched Part of Help. Um, it's fun. It's more, certainly more fun than Ship of Fools, but uh, it's, I don't love the Beatles movies. Um, I like them more as a band, but they're, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've seen Cat Blue. I didn't rewatch it for this. Um, it's a fun Western comedy. Lee Marvin is great in it. Um, Jane Fonda. Um, the movies I watched for this, none of which I'd ever seen before, were Chimes at Midnight, which is Orson Welles' uh, take based mostly on Henry IV, a little bit into the top of Henry V. Um, and it's fine. It's his favorite movie that he made. Orson Welles? Yeah. And he. More than the third man? And Citizen Kane. And yep. Um, and a lot of people consider it like a stone cold classic. And I did not, um, I just thought it was just kind of fun. It wasn't, I mean, there was some, some good acting in it. It's, I mean, John Gilgood plays Henry the fourth and Ralph Richardson is like a narrator. So like these venerable, like British actors that, you know, we only know from Arthur and things like that. It was mm-hmm. kind of cool to see them do Shakespeare. Um, but he's fall, uh, Orson Welles is Falstaff in it. Had to lose weight to play Falstaff. So that's telling you something that about where Orson Welles was at. The, <laughs> um, the sound is a mess. I think they had to recover a bunch of stuff from it. So there's a lot of stuff like is off. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a sort of different, difficult watch. I watched this movie called The Pawn Broker, which is Rod Steiger. Um, it was a Sidney Lumet movie. Um, and it was just, he was great in it. It's about a guy who had been in a concentration camp, now living in New York, working like in a pawn shop, basically. Um, there's, it sort of made me think of American Buffalo meets a view from the bridge, mm-hmm. but with a Holocaust survivor. Less swearing. Um, uh, less swearing. Um, and it's, it was an interesting, you can kind of see like, Something like 12 Angry Men that Sidney Lumet does, which is basically like just him filming a room, like he's doing a play. You kind of see this as a transition into like the Dog Day Afternoon, Serpico, all of his great 70s films. And then I watched The Spy Who Came In From the Cold, 
uh, which is Richard Burton. Um, and it was also not great. I would definitely put it in there over Ship of Fools and maybe even Darling if I was nominating something. Um, and he was nominated for Best Actor for it. Um, the ending of it is great, but none of the movies are better than Sound of Music. Um, so, Sound of Music, best movie of 1965. Perhaps best movie of all time? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. No. But um, uh, Rachel, uh, is there, um, do you have a favorite movie of the year that you've watched at home probably because we haven't been in the theaters or um, uh, any shows you've been watching that you like? Oh, well, I've been watching a lot of shows. As Megan knows, I've started, this is a really artsy uh, podcast that I'm now going to talk about The Real Housewives on. (laughs) But I started watching- the Real Housewives of New York from the very beginning, just to keep it light, keep it not so serious. Um, oh, keep it gay. Yeah. Yeah, just keep it. That's what I was it, thinking too. Keep it light, <laughs> keep it light. But I, I will say, I, I, I wouldn't say it's like, I haven't seen a ton of movies this year, but I did watch Palm Springs last night, which I thought was fun and, you know, a, a different take on a story, we, you know, that we might've seen before. And I, it, I enjoyed it. It was very enjoyable. I also liked that it was, an hour and 30 minutes, which mm-hmm. I think is a great, it's a sexy length for a rom-com. And I enjoyed that about it as well. Um, after watching so many long movies, I'm trying to think, I don't even know if any movies exist this year <laughs> that yeah. I can think of, mm-hmm. uh, which is very sad. I've been watching so much television. I mean, this year so far, my favorite TV show is Never Have I Ever. I also love Dead to Me, um, and those are the t- like top two that I can think of right now. I'm sure there's more. I'm very into television. Real Housewives of New York, too, also. Well, obviously. Uh, but yeah, those are two that I really, really enjoy. Mego? Um, I don't even remember. Like, it, it, Time is a flat circle, so I don't even remember what I said but a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago was my favorite movie, but I think it was the last movie that I saw in theaters, which was Emma the like week before uh, theaters shut down, um, which is, I mean, I'm a, a J I'm an Austin head, so mm-hmm. it's a great movie. Um, I did watch Palm Springs. I thought it was very fun. We talked about yep. that a bit, Craig. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Tenet. Push back, Craig. Push back again. Forever. Forever. Just, I guess at this point, I'm like, just hold out for next summer. Yeah. Because I don't want to see it at home. I don't. I mean, if there's a lot. That movie's not coming out at home. That we don't want. No way. Yeah. That that we don't want to see at home. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But but Christopher Nolan, I think in particular, is not going to let that happen. But Tenet, Wonder Woman 84, like those movies are not coming out unless movie theaters are not reopening, period. Yeah. Like. Otherwise, they're just going to keep on. Yeah, they'll uh, just Mulan, hang. I could even see them releasing on Disney Plus. Because it's kids. I don't know. Um, I'm not saying they're going to, but that I could see. But I think Black Widow, Wonder Woman 84, Dune. Like, yeah. Oh, Dune, the they're stuff, not. There's no yeah. way they're going to release yeah. Dune. Yeah. Um, uh, TV-wise, I'm now watching I May Destroy You, which is phenomenal. I haven't started that yet. I will start that. It's very good. Uh, um, yeah, I watched Palm Springs. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, I watched Greyhound, which is okay. Uh, I hear, nice I hear the end is really minute. fun. Yeah, it's like a night. It's I mean, it basically is just go, go, go. It's 90 minutes long. It's 
it's the kind of movie that when you see a trailer for it, you expect is going to be like two hours and 20 minutes. And they kind of cut out all the, it's just like an action movie on a submarine in World War II, basically. Tom Hanks, dad um, movie. Tom Hanks, dad movie. Um, Rachel, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, sure. Um, I uh, wrote and produced Helpsters on Apple TV Plus, which is an adorable show with puppets. It's for kids and adults. It is for kids. Um, it's from the makers and of adults Sesame Street. Enjoy it. It's 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 not. Oh. It doesn't talk down to you at all. No, Very not nice. at all. It's from the makers of Sesame Street, so it has uh, wonderful puppets, but they're all new. It has nothing to do with Sesame Street. It's a new concept, and each episode features a different comedian or musical guest. We have lots of incredible people like Vanessa Bayer, um, Jason Mraz, Nora Jones, like and Dowd. Oh, and Dowd. So, so there's 13 episodes up on Apple TV Plus, and I think actually they were doing different promotions at different times. They might even all be up for free, or or a bunch of them to to check them out with even out the subscription. Um, yeah, so check it out with or without your kids. It's a delight, especially in these dark times. It's very happy and. The theme song is "Everything Starts with a Plan," which I think is a great theme song that someone in our government could learn from. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being political, but yeah. it's in my brain. Bring it. Bring it all, Rachel. Bring it. Yeah. Meg? Uh, no, I don't have anything to uh, pl- this podcast. Oh, yeah. My sanity? Po- if you'd like to listen to this episode of this podcast, you can listen to other episodes of the podcast, including the our 2018 Oscar episode and 2004 both which feature rachel lewis oh that's so nice oh and can i should i plug my husband's podcast sure that's also megan's husband's podcast sure. have you guys plugged this already i i'm um, sure Matt, maddie has if he's been but, he's been on yeah. but so. my husband megan's husband my husband larry bates megan's husband maddie smith and my brother-in-law rich higgins who is a master's Cicerone, which is like a Somalia of Somalia, but of beer. They have a beer podcast called Liquid Bread. That's fantastic uh, for it's people. Very informative. Who, very informative. It's entertaining. If you love beer, you'll love it. If you want to get into beer and don't know much about beer, it's very great and it's fun. So listen to that too. That's a good plug. That's a good plug. Good oh plug. yeah. Uh, you can follow us at the Oscar Should on Twitter, at the Oscar Should Have Gone to on Instagram or Facebook. Um, if you like us, please rate and review, subscribe to the pod, tell your friends. Um, we'll be back in a couple weeks. I think the plan is that we're going to do 1961, which is the uh, year that the aforementioned West Side Story uh, that we talked about a little bit on this podcast won Best Picture. So uh, we'll be going to that and Judgment at Nuremberg and um, some other films from that year. Uh, so we will talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Rachel. (laughs) Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time. 